Jeremiah was a bullfrog, was a good friend of mine. And I never understood a single word he said, but I helped him drink his wine. And he always had some mighty fine wine. I mean, uh, welcome to episode 111 of the X-Files Retrospective Podcast, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This time around, we're looking at Season 5, Episode 4, Detour. The IMDb score has risen from 8.1 to 8.4 out of 10. The action primarily takes place in Florida, and the original air date was November 23rd, 1997. Now, this episode was directed by Brett Dowler, who's an experienced second unit director and unit manager through 68 episodes in the first five seasons. And this is his second job as lead director, following Cyber Teens in Love. This is the only episode of The X-Files he directed, but he would go on to direct for Earth Final Conflict, Nothing Too Good for a Cowboy, Strange World, and Jeremiah. This series is also his only unit manager credit, but he's moved on to a very prolific career in visual effects. We do have the same last name, but to the best of my knowledge, we are not related. The episode was written by Frank Spotnitz. This is the 14th episode that he's got at least partial writing credit for, of the 48 that he will end up totaling. Now, guest stars include Colleen Flynn. She's best known for Pay It Forward, Project X, Clear and Present Danger, and Flipper. She's got 48 credits to her name, largely recurring episodes on various other shows. This is her first of two guest appearances on The X-Files. Here she plays Michelle Fizikas. We will see her again in a later season. We also get J.C. Wendell in her only X-Files appearance, but she played Nia on all seasons of Dave's World. She was also in Yesterday's Target, Shrinking Violet, and Shooters. She's got 16 actress credits, so not a terribly huge resume. Diagnosis Murder, Nash Bridges, The Love Boat, The Next Wave, Clueless. Aside from Dave's World and the 96 episodes there, most of her TV credits are in guest starring roles rather than in starring roles. This is also the only X-Files appearance for Scott Burkholder, who plays Agent Kinsley, but he's also in Con Air, an episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, Profiler, Star Trek Enterprise, NYPD Blue, Crimson Tide, Gone in 60 Seconds. So he's had a decent career behind him, 66 credits, most recently in 2005. Now this is Marilyn Gann's second and final appearance on The X-Files. She previously appeared as a prosecuting attorney in Young at Heart, way back in Season 1. She's also been in The Outer Limits. She did voice work on 40 episodes of Sonic Underground as well as voice work on Sherlock Holmes in the 22nd century. Best known for her work in 2012 Everwood Best in Show and the 1990 miniseries based on Stephen King's It, as opposed to the forthcoming movie. Now, Anthony Rapp plays Jeff Glazer here. This is his only X-Files appearance, although we will be seeing him this fall in Star Trek Discovery as Lieutenant Stamets. He's best known for Beautiful Mind, Rent, Road Trip, and Dazed and Confused. This is Alf Humphrey's third appearance on the X-Files. He was the second controller in space in Season 1. He was Dr. Mark Pomerantz in The Blessing Way in Season 3. And now we see him as Michael Askoff. He's got 120 credits behind him, probably best known for First Blood as Lester, X-Men 2 as William Drake, and other roles along the way. This is Tyler Thompson's only appearance on the X-Files. He plays Louis Askoff, so the son of of the other Askoff. Now, he's only got 11 credits to his name, ranging from 1994 through 2001. 
ending up with Cold Squad. This is Tom Schultz's second and final appearance on The X-Files. He previously played Young Johansson in Piper Maru. He plays Michael Sloan in this episode. He's also known for The Core, Walking Tall, Dirty, and Last Wedding. This is also Simon Longmore's only appearance on The X-Files. He plays Marty Fox here. This is his second credited acting work. His first was as a concerned citizen in Millennium, but he's got a number of credits behind his name, and his career did start building a lot of TV guest appearances, but often as things like Man at Barricade, Arcade Cop, Man, or in Freddy Got Fingered, which is the most popular title he's been in, he played Cop with Social Worker. So as is very common with people who are working in Vancouver, they can get the roles in the U.S. productions, but most of the major roles on the X-Files were cast through Los Angeles. So it's usually the smaller roles that were cast out of Vancouver, and that wasn't just limited to the X-Files. That was the way a lot of shows worked. So that could be in large part why a lot of these people are playing their final guest appearance on the X-Files, as this is the final season to be filmed in Vancouver. They had already filmed the first movie, Fight the Future, in Los Angeles, and they planned with the success of the show so that Fox could have a little more had control over it, to move the series to L.A. should it continue from there. There were some talk about David Duchovny's influence on that decision. We will discuss that around the time it came up later in this season. But in broad terms, this episode is about Mulder and Scully on a partnership team-building trip to learn to better communicate and work together. Along the way, they stumble upon the Mothmen, who may possibly be Ponce de Leon and his followers, transformed by the Fountain of Youth for over 400 years, into defenders of the forest, intelligent animals that can camouflage into the environs and which can hunt intelligently, controlling their body heat, dividing up the prey, attacking the toughest animal first, and so forth. The elements that work really well here are primarily the dialogue, particularly that between Mulder and Scully in the car on the way to the retreat and again at the campsite later on, and then the cinematography is always great when you're in the BC woodlands. What doesn't work is Mulder's suggestion that these could be Ponce de Leon's group, Evolution wouldn't make that dramatic a change in 400 years, and it works from generation to generation, not just on an individual through his or her lifetime. But that's okay, because for the story perspective, he's just giving wild speculation at the end. Whether or not that is the correct explanation has no bearing on the events here. What matters is that these defenders of the forest have somehow evolved. What really doesn't work for me is that they shot and killed one of these around the victims which they recovered which means the body was there for them to keep and study. And that would have been world-changing because these are totally different species, a sentient animal. I mean, this would have been bigger than finding the corpse of a Bigfoot or Sasquatch. And as much as I hate the repetitive nature when the monster of the week always gets away and they don't have the evidence, it really is the best option unless you're going to have a world-altering event on the show. So this corpse that they found here would in many ways validate the existence of the X-Files and keep them operating with security for quite a while. But that aspect of this particular story was completely overlooked. And that's really where the science comes into this as well. We are talking about creatures that really have to be intelligent. Like Being able to control body heat would have to have been a recent adaptation, because really, what out there hunts by body heat aside from man with recent generations worth of technology? The camouflage aspect could have been there for a while, but so many of the others, it's just, it's a stretch to think that these are naturally occurring creatures and evolved in this much time. At any rate, that's about all we have to say about Detour. Join us again in two weeks' time when we discuss the postmodern Prometheus. 
Feel free to share links for this and any other podcasts you listen to with your friends or review them on iTunes, Stitcher, whatever podcatcher you use. It really does help the shows build audiences and get noticed. You can send feedback to Bureau42Podcasts at gmail.com. And finally, thank you for listening.